1: All right, the guy who called that game with Mike Gorman is on the line right now, Brian Scalabrini, brought to us by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around the joys of food on the Harbor One Hotline. Scal, how you doing? I'm doing well. I just want you guys to know that the Orlando Magic,
2: which I thought was pretty good when I watched them, they won 9 of 10. And their only loss was like, I think they lost by one to Atlanta on a back-to-back. So I just, before you say the Orlando Magic, uh, we shouldn't have lost that game, when maybe we shouldn't have, they're a lot better than people think.
1: I actually agree with you. I do like they're a young team. They got a ton of yeah. uh, they got a ton of big guy. Like everybody on that team, six ten scale. So yeah, like, Paolo Bancaro, he's nice. Yeah, they're uh, yeah, they're I they're agree. better than they I look.
2: Agree. And they're and they're and they're kind of figuring it out. And like, it's the emergence of like, we shouldn't make this about the Orlando Magic. I just wanted to bring that up. Like they're actually a really fun uh, league pass team to watch. And I do I think the future's really bright for them. But we're not here to talk about the magic. Just wanted to bring it up.
1: Okay. Uh, Scal, we heard you on the call last night. You were getting pumped up, especially on that uh, on that Jason Tatum dunk. Um, it seems like you're having a lot of fun. It seems like the team's back to having fun again after a pretty sort of touchy West Coast trip and then the aforementioned losses to uh, to Orlando there. Is this team right at the ship?
2: Yeah, I think for the most part, I didn't love – I did not love the, the first half. I was like, whoa, what are we doing with all these three-pointers? You know, we in the, in the NBA this season, we missed more – I think the second most amount of three-pointers in a game. Like, there's a lot of people that jack up threes. Mm. And it feels like, for us, we could get any shot we want. Yeah, we had a seven-point lead, so that was a little bit strange. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Jalen and Jason are doing their thing. It's great to see Rob Williams out there. He's making plays that most normal NBA centers can't make. And, uh, yeah, you could definitely see the the potential of this group.
0: Brian, do you still see them kind of fighting – some of those worst tendencies of, you know, kind of going back to the, Oh, now it's ISO ball. You know, you get yours, you take your turn, you take my turn, or it feels like it was a lot like that last year at points where even after Ime kind of, they, they were buying in and they were moving the ball and they were getting better shots. There would still be these times where it got stagnant. Do you still see them kind of fighting those worse impulses under Joe Missoula during the stretch? I mean, I think
2: every great team does that. You know, I think, like, you could go through all great teams and they'll have, they'll you know, bad habits come into play all the time. Like, people aren't going to, you know, move that ball every single night. And I will say this. You watch the Milwaukee game. Like, the way that they played and the way that they picked on certain matchups, and they were doing isos in that game. They just happened to do them against Grayson Allen and uh, Joe Ingles. So, I just thought – I thought – to be honest with you, the only difference between last night and the way they played and the way they played against Milwaukee is I think Jalen and Jason believe I don't have to seek out any matchup. Every matchup I have against the Houston Rockets is a good matchup for me. So I, I do see, you know, some ISO. I think the, the worst habit, in my opinion, that the Celtics do is settle on the three without cracking the paint. I think they're at their best. When the ball is hitting the paint and it's moving, It also could be hitting the paint and taking shots at the rim. I don't have a problem with that. It's just like when they're you know two of fifteen from three, and they and they and they pull up the next seven shots from three and they make two of them. I'm like, I think that's probably the worst habit. And it bit us in the Indiana game more than anything because they kept taking that shot because they didn't respect Indiana. And next you know we were down by thirty in the first half. Right. So. I, I do think that, in my opinion, I don't care necessarily about the isolation because if you're cracking the paint and you're drawing too it's fine. What I do care about is them not aggressively driving, you know, when I feel like the game kind of dictated, like, we need to move the ball, we need to attack the paint on this next three possessions.
1: Uh, We're talking with Brian Scalabrini on the Harbor One Hotline. Uh, Scal, I think the depth of this team is something that was really highly touted for the first uh, couple of months, and maybe not so much lately. And I look at a game like last night where they took 91 shots, and Jalen and Jason took 51 of those 91 shots and it sort of seems like those guys are really shouldering the load right now more than I was expecting them to when I look at the acquisitions that were made in the offseason and some of the contributions you're seeing from uh, the Brogdons and the Derek Whites and Sam Hausers of the world. Is that something you're concerned about? I think we're all kind of in the back of our minds worried about the workload for those two. Is that, uh, is that on your mind still? No, nah, not really. I, you know what? I never, um,
2: and, and listen, it's just a difference of opinion, right? Like, and I'm not saying you're right or I'm wrong or whatever it is, but I I don't I don't necessarily look at role players and say, man, they're just not shooting enough, or man, they should score more points and or bench points. Like I just look at plays. Like what plays do these guys make? What plays do those uh, and the other team make? And, I, and plays could be offensively, they could be defensively, they could be on the glass. Like that, So I don't really evaluate bench on just you know how many shots they're making. I do I do evaluate them on good shots and you know we can unfold that but for the most part I per game I just look at like the plays that they make and last night I thought the best player in the game and I know a lot of people will see it differently but I thought Rob Williams was the best player in the game and he came off the bench so there's a little there's I don't worry about Malcolm Brogdon I love Derek White who's a role player which he starts I'd like for him to be more aggressive because I think when he gets downhill good things happen for the Celtics but I, I do believe that, that this team, when they're when they're at their best, the ball just flies around and different contributions from different people. But ultimately, it's still going to be Jalen and Jason, you know, having you know close to thirty. And the Celtics, when they both go, score thirty, I think we're now seventeen and one during that time.
0: I love that you brought up Rob Williams because I wanted to ask about that. When you're watching him right now, I mean, it seemed like there were a couple of times, uh, you know, kind of early on when he came back where, you know, maybe he, he was kind of, uh, you know, laboring a bit up the floor, you know, maybe not getting up there with the same energy, but in the half court, he looks so dynamic still. Do you think that he's, how close do you think he is to being Rob Williams, like hundred percent Rob Williams and how much, management do you think he's going to need to get to the end of this season as close to 100% Rob Williams as he can be for a playoff run
2: yeah so you know like i don't know if the if the journey this year is um like to get him back to playing 35 minutes i'm not sure that that's the, in like in the card i don't i don't know if it is or if it isn't but i think the journey this year is for Rob to play like as hard as he played last night For whatever the amount of time, maybe that's just 25 minutes. And I also look at it, you know, with Danilo Gallinari going out, like I had to shift my, the workload conversation to Al Horford. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't like, I don't worry about those other guys. So like Al Horford, you see him on the bench. He was smiling yesterday when Rob Williams was out there, like hustling around. Like he enjoys that. Like, that's great for him. Like Al Horford's not playing this game. So he can average X amount of points or anything like that. He's trying to win. And, and I, th- I think, like, I worry about his workload because ultimately the health of Rob and and Al will dictate if this team can beat the Milwaukee Bucks. It's probably what it's going to come down to. So when I look at Rob Williams, it's how great can he be against the best? Like, I know, like, he's going to play great against Houston, and his energy was contagious, there's no doubt about it. But can he stay healthy for a playoff series? Can he go toe-to-toe with damon on Giannis Antetokounmpo, You're going to have to guard Joel Embiid at times. Like there's things that he's going to have to do, and we won't know that until we see the playoffs because that's not just one game. That could be seven straight games, and he has to stay healthy during that time. So I trust the medical staff will figure that out, but that would be the goal for Rob Williams is to play throughout the playoffs and be able to contribute and play with that energy that we saw last night over the course of something like 27 to 30 minutes, but I'm not sure we'll see that during the regular season.
1: We're talking to Scal here. Um, What do you think about what Brooklyn's doing? They're the hottest team in the NBA. Seems like they're just making it about basketball after a lot of early season distractions. Uh, Are you worried about them?
2: You know, they're rebounding the ball a lot better. Like, they were 30th in rebounding, I want to say, when we played them, which is, I don't know, maybe that was about maybe three weeks ago. And um, so their rebounding's improved, so that makes them dangerous. The one thing I w- will say, like, I don't necessarily worry about Kyrie in a matchup against us because he will get exposed defensively. But, obviously, Kevin Durant is a thing, and their role players have been really good. Like, Clashen has been good. T.J. Warren is now playing. He wasn't playing before. They have a lot of guys on their team that are contributing, like Wantanabe and if Joe Harris is making shots, like they're, they're halfway decent. I don't think that they're a-, a matchup problem for us, and I could be wrong by that, but I, I think that we match up really well against them. I think that they could be a problem for a team like Milwaukee, a team like Philly. I I really do. Like a team like Cleveland, they could they could disrupt like the rest of the East. And I and like I said, I could be wrong. And I'm not looking at this with green lenses here. I just think that I'm not sure that that group right there, that team right there, the way that they're constructed, is going to be good enough to beat us when we're at our best.
1: All right, Scal, before we let you go, uh, obviously the West Coast road trip was a bit of a hiccup there, at least towards the end of it. They got another kind of West Coast-y trip coming up. It's more Midwest, I guess, but uh, any any reason to think? Some tough teams out there. OKC has been good, uh, Denver and Jokic. Um, Luka and what he's doing with uh, with the Dallas Mavericks. How do you see this uh, this trip going for them?
2: You know, that's funny that you brought up the West Coast trip because I agree with you. I didn't think we played well at all. We were 4-2. <laughs> like, I think we would took that at the beginning of the year. Sure. It just wasn't... Those two national games against the Clippers and, um, you know, the Clippers and the Warriors were, you know, like, I don't know what you we were doing during that game. But, um, you know, like, Denver's uh, obviously a good team, the best, best team in the West. We should be able to beat Dallas, but they're always – if they make shots, they're tough to beat. Like, they just – it's one of those things when if those those guys are making threes, those guys are hard to beat, and Oklahoma City should be relatively easy, and I don't think he's uh, – no,
1: who's our last – Dallas. Dallas know. and San Antonio.
2: Yeah, we should be able to beat those guys. So a great trip will be 3-1 or maybe 4-0, and, oh, and probably if we're 2-2 two two, is probably another hiccup, like you just said.
1: All right, we'll leave it right there then. Brian Scalabrini, thanks so much for the time today. Great to talk with you.
2: You got it. See ya.
0: All right, you. that's Scal joining us here on the Harbor One Hotline. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be, heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.